Chapter Twenty Six of the Untamed by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Black Bart turns nurse. It was old Mrs. Daniels who woke first at the sound of scratching and growling. She roused her husband and son, and all three went to the door. Buck in the lead with a six gun in his hand. At sight of the wolf, he started back and raised the gun, but Black Bart fawned about his feet. Don't shoot! It's a dog, and there's his master! Cried Sam. By the Lord, there's a dead man tied on that there hoss. Dan lay on Satan, half fallen from the saddle, with his head hanging far down, only sustained by the strength of the rein. The stallion, wholly spent, stood with his legs braced, his head low, and his breath coming in great gasps. The family ran to the rescue. Sam cut the rein, and Buck lowered the limp body in his arms. Buck, is he dead? Whispered Mrs. Daniels. I don't feel no heartbeat, said Buck. Help me fetch him into the house, Dad. Look out for the hoss! Cried Sam. Buck started back with his burden just in time, for Satan, surrendering to his exhaustion, pitched to the ground and lay with sprawling legs like a spent dog rather than a horse. Let the hoss be," said Buck. "Help me with the man. He's hurt bad." Mrs. Daniels ran ahead and lighted a lamp. They laid the body carefully upon a bed. It made a ghastly sight: the bloodless face with the black hair fallen wildly across the forehead, the mouth loosely open, and the lips black with dust. "Dad," said Buck, "I think I've seen this fellow. God knows if he's living or dead." He dropped to his knees and pressed his ear over Dan's heart. I can't feel no motion. Ma, get that hand mirror. She had it already, and now held it close to the lips of the wounded man. When she drew it away, their three heads drew close together. There's a mist on it. He's living, cried Buck. It ain't nothing, said Sam. The glass ain't quite clear. That's all. Mrs. Daniels removed the last doubt. By running her finger across the surface of the glass, it left an unmistakable mark. They wasted not a moment. Then, they brought hot and cold water, washed out his wound, cleansed away the blood, and while Mrs. Daniels and her husband fixed the bandage, Buck pounded and rubbed the limp body to restore circulation. In a few minutes, his efforts were rewarded by a great sigh from Dan. He shouted in triumph, and then. By God, it's whistling Dan Barry. It is," said Sam. Buck, they've been devils working tonight. It sure took more than one man to nail him this way. They fell to work frantically. There was a perceptible pulse. The breathing was faint but steady, and a touch of color came in the face. His arm will be all right in a few days," said Mrs. Daniels, "but he may fall into a fever. He's turning his head from side to side and talking." What's he saying, Buck? He's saying faster, Satan. That's the hoss," interpreted Sam. Hold us straight, Bart. That's what he's saying now. That's the wolf. And it's all for Delilah. Who's Delilah, Dad? Maybe it's some fella Dan knows. Some fella repeated Mrs. Daniels with scorn. It's some worthless girl who got whistling Dan into this trouble. Dan's eyes opened, but there was no understanding in them. Haines, I hate you worse than hell. It's Lee Haines who's done this," cried Sam. "If it is, I'll cut out his heart. 
It can't be Haynes, broke in Mrs. Daniels. Old man Perkins, didn't he tell us that Haynes was the man that Whistlin' Danbury had brought down into Elkhead? How could Haynes do this shooting while he was in jail? Ma, said Sam, you watch Whistlin' Dan. Buck and me'll take care of the hoss, that black stallion. He's pretty near all gone, but he's worth saving. What I don't see is how he found his way to us. It's certain Dan didn't guide him all the way. How does the wind find its way, said Buck? It was the wolf that brought Dan here. But standing here talking won't tell us how. Let's go out and fix up Satan. It was by no means an easy task. As they approached the horse, he heaved himself up, snorting, and stood with legs braced and pendant head. Even his eyes were glazed with exhaustion. But behind them it was easy to guess the dauntless anger which raged against these intruders. Yet he would have been helpless against them. It was Black Bart who interfered at this point. He stood before them, his hair bristling and his teeth bared. Sam suggested, Leave the door of the house open and let him hear whistling Dan's voice. It was done. At once the delirious voice of Dan stole out to them faintly. The wolf turned his head to Satan with a plaintive whine, as if asking why the stallion remained there when that voice was audible. Then he raced for the open door and disappeared into the house. Hurry in, Buck, called Sam. Maybe that wolf will scare Ma. They ran inside and found Black Bart on the bed straddling the body of Whistling Dan and growling at poor Mrs. Daniels, who crouched in a corner of the room. It required patient work before he was convinced that they actually meant no harm to his master. "'What's the reason of it?' queried Sam helplessly. "'That damn wolf let us take Dan off the horse without making any fuss.' "'Sure he did,' assented Buck. "'But he ain't sure of me yet, and every time he comes near me he sends the cold chills up my back.' Having decided that he might safely trust them to touch Dan's body, the great wolf went the round and sniffed them carefully, his hair bristling and the forbidding growl lingering in his throat. In the end, he apparently decided that they might be tolerated, though he must keep an eye upon their actions. So he sat down beside the bed and followed with an anxious eye every movement of Mrs. Daniels. The men went back to the stallion. He still stood with legs braced far apart and head hanging low. Another mile of that long race, and he would have dropped dead beneath his rider. Nevertheless, at the coming of the strangers, he reared up his head a little and tried to run away. Buck caught the dangling reins near the bit. Satan attempted to strike out with his forehoof. It was a movement as clumsy and as slow as the blow of a child, and Buck easily avoided it. Realizing his helplessness, Satan whinnied, a heartbreaking appeal for help to his unfailing friend, Black Bart. The wail of the wolf answered dolefully from the house. "'Good Lord,' groaned Buck. "'Now we'll have that black devil on our hands again.' "'No, we won't,' chuckled Sam. "'The wolf won't leave, Dan. "'Come along, old hoss.' Nevertheless, it required hard labor to urge and drag the stallion to the stable. At the end of that time, they had the saddle off and a manger full of fodder before him. They went back to the house with the impression of having done a day's work. "'Which it shows the full nature of a hoss,' moralized Sam. "'That stallion would be willing to lay right down and die for the man that just rode him up.' 
to the front door of death, but he wishes everlastingly that he had the strength to kick the daylight out of you and me that's been trying to take care of him. You just write that down inside your brain, Buck. A horse is like a woman. There just naturally ain't no reason in him. They found Dan in a heavy sleep, his breath coming irregularly. Mrs. Daniel stated that it was the fever which she had feared, and she offered to sit up with the sick man through the rest of that night. Buck lifted her from the chair and took her place beside the bed. No one but me is going to take care of Whistling Dan, he stated. So the vigil began, with Buck watching Dan and Black Bart alert, suspicious, ready at the first wrong move to leap at the throat of Buck. End of chapter 26